Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We are a house church network celebrating the gathering of the saints together in homes, and we follow the pattern of the first 300 years of the early church where they rotated homes and they rotated who led, taking turns sharing the burden, and that way when they outgrew a home, they just multiplied out because there was a core group of people who were used to hosting, used to sharing. And so when they multiplied out, it was just like a cell dividing. They stayed related to one another. Like we do today, when that happens, uh, the two house churches will get together once a month or once every three or four months or whatever and stay related. So you can learn a lot about uh, what we're doing in our network in our uh, website, cwowi.org. Also sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out and a monthly newsletter as well. That's where we put information about our online Zoom meetings, our conferences, any prophetic words, etc. in the weekly thoughts in the in the e-newsletter. So anyway, cwowi.org. Today, to part one, talking about how to hear the, the Lord's voice, how to hear God talking to you. Uh, one of the first things to understand is this. Stop looking for a voice in your head. In John 16, 13, Jesus said that when the Spirit, in verse 12, he said, I have many more things to say to you, but you can't bear them right now. You can't grasp them right now. He said, however, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he won't speak of, of himself, but only what he hears, and he will show you things to come. Guide, speak, and show, those three. Unfortunately, most people focus on the speak, and they forget the guide in the show. Most of the Father's communication, most of the Lord's communication to us is nonverbal. And uh, without going into too much detail in this, I've got two sessions here where I'm going to do part one, part two about how he speaks to us. So before I get into that part, uh, there's a preparation in your mind you have to have to have. And that is this. We go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 16. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul says this. He says, I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the imagination of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. He's quoting out of Isaiah, but he's saying that here in New Testament times. His eye, ear, and imagination cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, cannot know what God the Father has prepared for him. For us, that means it takes out circum circumstantial uh, signs. This is the, what I'm saying. The, the mental preparation is this: you have to get rid of the idea that God's going to talk to you through a sign. You know, as I come home from work today, if a skunk crosses my path, then I'll know I need to make this decision. You know, if I wake up in the morning, Lord, and there are two deer in the field next to my house, then I'll know I need to make this decision. That's putting out a fleece like Gideon. That's Old Testament times. We have Christ in us. And that bring that makes the point that number one, we don't look to circumstances for direction from the Lord. Number two, you get rid of the mindset that he's out there, some nebula in the sky, in the spiritual realm. You've got to realize Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2.16, Paul's conclusion in this passage, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You have the mind of Christ. Christ is in you. That means you look for the Lord's voice down on the inside of you. If you're looking for your, in your head, if you're looking for out there a circumstance, then, then you're missing it. And he is the spirit of truth. So he is rather set in his ways. You know, if, if we sin, then we're grieved in our spirit because he's the spirit of truth. And he'll tell you, you messed up. And if you get off into some goofy doctrine, God's not going to talk to you because he's the spirit of truth. He's not going to talk to you about things related to that because he's the spirit of truth. He may talk to you on other areas. He may show you things in other areas, but he's not going to go into the realm of error uh, to, to agree with you when you're off in some goofy doctrine. 
So, so maintaining the balance, maintaining the integrity of the word and the spirit and not getting off into envy and strife and divisions and, you know, cutting people off and defriending and or unfriending or whatever the terminologies are and going into goofy doctrines. You're not going to find him in any of that because he's not in strife. He's not in divisions. He's not in envy. He's not in goofy doctrines. He is God Almighty. Realize who we're dealing with. He is the spirit of truth. He is love. He, he is joy. He is peace. So he's only found in those areas. So if you want to walk with him, you want to hear his voice, then you better get your heart right. You better get your mind right. Not hold on to offenses or anything else, but follow him in the in the walk of love. That's where he he lives. He's the spirit of truth. And so that's where he lives. That's where he exists. That's where he, you know, it's kind of like your parents are a certain way. And and if somebody were to tell you, oh, you know, when I was 10 years old, my mom was off at a, bar, a biker bar or something. And, and you would say, that's not my mom. You're not going to find her there. Well, it's the same thing with the Spirit of God. You know, if you, you're off into some goofiness or some sin or something like that, it's like you're not going to find the Lord there talking to you about it. So so stay stay in the truth. And the part of the truth is eye, ear, and imagination is not going to receive. It cannot know what the Father has prepared for us. But he goes on in verse 10 and he says this. After he says that in verse 9, he says this in verse 10. But God has revealed these things to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit of God searches the deeper things of God so that we can know what he has prepared for us. In verse 11, he says, For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man within him? Even so, only the Spirit of God knows the deeper things of the Father God. And then he goes on in verse 12, and he says, And he said, And we've received uh, not the Spirit of the world, but we've received the Spirit of God so that we can know the things which have been freely given to us by God. So you have to get in your mind, I'm not going to get into circumstances and look for them there, that I'm not going to look for him out here in the in the vast expanses of space. I'm going to look for him right on the inside of me. And you have to have this, this confidence uh, in, in what Paul's revealing here, uh, that, that we have received, I have the Holy Spirit so that I can know the things which have been freely given to us of God. The Lord is more communicative than what we realize oftentimes because we are looking in the wrong place. We're looking for a voice, a loudspeaker in your brain. And most of the time, like what Jesus said, he's going to be guide, speak, and show, and only one-third of those was speaking. The other two, guide and show, are nonverbal. So you have to shift your attention to the majority of time, it's going to be nonverbal. Now, Paul went on to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that passage, verses 9 through 16, he went on to say that a spiritual person uh, compares spiritual things uh, with other spiritual things. And, and judges things that way. And then in verse 14, he says, the natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness to him. And then in verse 16, he says, who has known the mind of the Lord uh, that he can instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Now, it's important to understand, you don't have the mind of Jesus, you've got the mind of Christ. Christ re refers to his deity, the fact that you have God Almighty on the inside of you. So that's where we're looking. So that's kind of like a foundational thing to understand. We don't look to circumstances. We don't look out there. We're looking on the inside of us. And 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 you have to have the understanding that uh, that we have the Holy Spirit so we can know what he has freely given to us. And then another part of it that I would add is Hebrews 5.14. Hebrews 5.14 says this. It says, strong meat is for those who by reason of use, by reason of use, that means trial and error, 
means you put it to practice as a lifestyle, by reason of use, have trained their senses to discern between good and evil. In other words, this is not a, oh boy, I'm going to listen to the How to Be Led by the Spirit series by John Finn, and then suddenly God's going to be able to talk to me, or I'm going to be on his wavelength and hear his voice. This is an application of a lifestyle. This is These are things that you live. This is how you live by. This is not a, a one and done type of thing. This is the way you live. And when the Lord appeared to me in October 1st, 1986, to teach me these things and teach me how the Father communicates to, just because what I've received, I've received by revelation. I've, I've, I mean, I'm just sharing with you what he shared with me. But he, he, he talked about the, the mind is the middle point of a teeter-totter with our spirit man on one end and our body on the other. And, and our mind is in between and we can shift our attention between our, our physical senses, our mind focused on our physical senses or our mind focused on our spirit man. And you have to train yourself through reason of use to always shift your attention down into your spirit man. Now, I'll give you real quickly the examples that the Lord shared on that October 1st, 86 meeting. And and that was, he, he shared out of um, Mark 2, 8, when the man was let down through the roof in front of him. And he said, he said your sins are forgiven. And then it says there that the scribes were sitting there and it said, who does this man think he is that can forgive sins? Only God can forgive sins. And verse 8, Mark 2, 8 says this, but when Jesus perceived in his spirit what they were thinking, he said to them, when he perceived in his spirit, and the thing that the Lord told me during this visitation is, he said, notice, he said, the Father didn't talk to me. He said, I perceived in my spirit. And he talked about how, how he saw their facial expression. He saw their body language. And he said, I didn't read their minds. He said, but, but I, my attention was drawn to the face, uh, expressions on their face and their body language. And I checked in my spirit and I perceived what they were thinking. We have to do that. You do this all the time anyway. You, you, you see somebody and you think, and, and maybe something they say or the way the look on their face and you think, wow, they are really in strife. And, and you pick up the physical clues, but it hits your spirit like something spiritually is wrong with them. Or you're in a, a store somewhere and, and somebody's kind of hunched over and kind of moving slowly and your attention's drawn to them. That's just drawing your attention. But, but what happens is on the inside, you notice, wow, they're depressed. I feel this heaviness, this darkness around them. You're doing the same thing. That's the Father God communicating to you. So you're looking for a voice, but you don't realize it's perceive and discern. Another example he uses in Luke 8, 46, where he was in the crowd on the way to Jairus's house and the woman with the hemorrhaging uh, condition uh, touched the hem of his garment and he felt power go out of him. And he said, who touched me? I perceive, Luke 8, 46, I perceive power has, has gone from me. Again, and, and he just talked to me in this visitation. He said, the father didn't tell me. He said, I perceived. He said, he said, my physical senses were all firing, were all going off. My physicals, but I, but I had my attention on what my, was going on in my spirit, man, and I sensed that, I perceived that. The other example he used was in the um, book of Acts chapter 14, verses 8 and 9, where Paul was in Lystra talking to a group of people, and there was a man there who had not walked from birth. And it said, Paul, steadfastly beholding him, perceived he had faith to be healed and said, stand up on your feet. Now, what the Lord related to me is as Paul's talking, and maybe you've done the same thing, I, I know I have, um, where Paul's talking and he, he perceives something, something draws his attention to this man. And the Lord pointed out to me, he said, notice he had to steadfastly behold him. The word says steadfastly behold. In other words, Paul had to lock eyes on him. And the Lord said he had to do that so that he could focus on and concentrate on what he was receiving in his spirit. And what he perceived was the man in faith to be healed. So these things, in, in this part one, this is what I'm sharing with you. Tomorrow, or tomorrow, the next week, I'll share about angels and the Holy Spirit and when he speaks and all that. But right now, I'm focusing on the nonverbal ways. And this is just the briefest 
of overviews. But number one, you have to understand that, that only one of the three ways that the Lord communicates is, is verbal, guide, speak, and show. I, I don't have time to get into the, the, the visual things, uh, the mini visions, the, the, the dreams and stuff of that nature. That's all the Father communicating. You have to shift your attention to stop looking for a voice in the sky or a voice in your head to think that, you know, that, that's the only way God's got to talk to me. And you have to realize he, he talks in little things we perceive. You talk to somebody who works with their hands and they'll say, oh, you know, I don't prophesy and everything over here. But, but what happens is as I'm working in the garden, as I'm working on this or I'm working on that or I'm trying to solve this problem, I'll get insight. I'll get words of knowledge. I'll get wisdom on how to solve a problem. That's the Father God communicating to you. That's the word of knowledge, that word of wisdom. That's communication from the Father. You have to look for those nonverbal ways. And once you become accustomed to that, once you flow in that, and it's a way of life to you, then out of that vagueness often comes his voice. Then you perceive things. And a lot of times when I when I lay hands on a person to prophesy, I will first get um, an idea or a concept or a word or a kind of a mood of, of love or encouragement or something like that. And then out of that vagueness, I hear his voice saying specific things for that person. And so he's always moving from the vague to the specific and uh, I don't have time to get into it right now. Well, maybe I do. Um, let's just say this, that that's the way it is. If you will, I'll pick that up next week. When you, um, when you are used to and training yourself to hear, to, to concentrate on what do I perceive in my spirit? What do I discern? Uh, Romans 8, what, 17 or so, it says, we have the Holy Spirit bearing witness with our spirit. What the Lord told me in that visitation back in October 1st, 86 is, and, and he's, and because I used the King James to study and he was talking from that reference point, but he said this, he said the, he said the New Testament uses words like perceive, witness, and discern to describe the process in which the mind picks up on what is happening in the spirit. Again, if you get the King James Version and you do a search of perceive, witness, and discern, you'll understand the context of that. And he said, he said that uses those words to describe the process in which the mind picks up on what is happening in the spirit. That's what Jesus did in the crowd on the way to Jairus' house. That's what he did when the man was let down through the roof. That's what Paul did when he was steadfastly beholding the group of people and then looked at the man who'd been lame and perceived he had faith to be healed. All right, hope this has been a blessing to you. Uh, gone a little bit long, visit our website, cwowi.org. Also remember, I've done uh, a couple um, deep interview or deep believer interviews on, on YouTube. If you look up deep believer, as of this posting, uh, there may be only one of them posted in the next week or two. There'll be a second one posted. So just stay tuned to deep believer. And also uh, there's several, a couple hundred or more of these every single Wednesday that I do. Um, so anyway, I'll let you go. God bless. Bye.